0: You can tell, you can tell, you can tell. if you have an idea that you genuinely think is good don't let some idiot talk you out of it yeah. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean that every wild notion you come up with is going to be genius but if there is something that you feel is good something you want to do something that means something to you try to do it because I think you can only do your best work if you're doing what you want to do and if you're doing it the way you think it should be done and if you can take pride in it after you've done it no matter what it is you can look at it and say I did that and I think it's pretty damn good that's a great feeling so don't let idiots (laughs) idiots that <laughs> talk you out of something that you think is good
1: and that's your monday morning motivation from stan lee if you don't know who stan lee is stan lee was the american comic book writer uh, editor and producer for marvel comics if you're a marvel fan you'll know exactly who i'm talking about As if you need motivation this Monday, you ain't doing no work. Let's be real. Let's be real. Two days till Christmas and all that. Shout out to everyone who's going to be celebrating Christmas in a couple of days time. So anyway, as we reach the end of the year in this episode, we'll be talking about some of the most defining moments of 2019 in media, tech, business and social media as well. It's been a rollercoaster of a year. Definitely been a busy year for the internet and emerging technologies that will, most definitely define the new decade as we're about to enter. We've also got some new info on a new tool from Facebook that's definitely going to change the influencer marketing industry. Also, a toilet seat design designed to stop workers from taking long toilet breaks. Eight-year-olds making serious bank. Ah, not not happy about that. I'm not going to lie, I'm a hater. I'm hating Bitcoin and cryptocurrency after the bubble. What happened in 2019 and what to expect in a new decade? All of this and more after the intro. Are you sure you can blame it on social media? Lexington is good for business. Spending money makes you money.
0: Bitcoin down more than 30% this week. We, we, we designed. You've got to put in the effort every single day.
1: Running a business isn't for everyone. They need role models and not just movie stars and athletes. We are the digital influencers.
0: They're creating content. There's no denying
1: the power of digital media, but it also poses a real challenge. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Redesign podcast. It's Andrew, also known as Mr. Kate Box. Don't forget, if you want to get involved in the conversation, use the hashtag on Twitter redesign pod you can follow me on the socials at andrew underscore cbx both on instagram and twitter so welcome back to another episode oh yeah also if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you haven't yet left a review on apple podcasts please do so it'd be nice to get some more reviews before the end of the year and don't forget cool school is going to be launching 9th of january don't forget you can still get your tickets on eventbrite or go to the Instagram at Cool School Gram. You can buy tickets directly from the link in there. The link's in the bio. If you want more info on that, just listen to the end. And um, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be an enjoyable one for all and the start of something massive for the new year. Anyway, without further ado, let's get cracking with this week's podcast. Are you a professional Skyver? Do you take long toilet breaks to survive your shift at work? If so, your peaceful social media toilet break days might be over, mate. Okay, that might be a bit of a stretch, but hey, certain employers are gonna love this. According to Wired.co.uk, businesses are adopting a drastic new tilted toilet design in order to prevent staff from spending almost half an hour on the bog. According to an article in the Daily Mail survey by Protecting.co.uk, Carried out earlier this year across 8 different UK cities Found that some people were spending up to 28 minutes in the toilet while at work What are they doing for 28 minutes at work In the toilet Se- Ser- Seriously Seriously hmm? 28 minutes What are you doing in there Nah that's beyond taking the piss Anyway the company behind the 13 degree tilted design Standard Toilet hope that their product will one day solve that problem. Yeah, that, that is mad still. It's costing the economy like billions apparently. So it's called the Standard Toilet. Um, It has an inconveniently sloped seat at 13 degrees. So it's a 13 degree angle. So this will make it uncomfortable to spend more than five minutes on the toilet, obviously because of the awkward tilt. Uh, it's going to give your leg muscles that work so it's going to be very uncomfortable so you're not going to be obviously sitting there for that long because yeah it's just not comfortable I'm self-employed so I don't uh, I don't know what are your thoughts on that do you think that do you think that they're going too far let me know your thoughts on that and speaking of toilets a picture of an Uber Eats delivery driver has surfaced on social media showing them in the toilet with their pants down and the Uber Eats delivery bag on the floor right in front of them. That is disgusting. I hope to God that there was no food in. What the f. Nah, I can't. I can't. That, that's really making me think twice about ordering from Uber Eats, you know. I rarely I order from them well maybe not really I order maybe once once a month but yeah still that is disgusting oh my goodness let me know what you thought about that and if you've actually seen that I'm going to post it on my Instagram stories in case you ain't seen that Um, it's going to be on the redesigned the redesigned Instagram stories as well ah disgusting anyway moving on according to data released by Forbes last week american youtuber he's only eight years old by the way ryan KG, is the highest paid youtuber in 2019 thanks to a toy focused channel launched by ryan and his parents all right so he's been making videos for four years so ryan's world is his youtube channel and he literally posts videos of him like reviewing toys um his parents are on it as well they do like science experiments unboxing videos so basically opening toys like open the boxes opening the boxes of toys i've never understood this generation that's <laughs> bad because my kids watch this as well i've never understood the joy of watching someone open like boxes or watching kids play games but hey i guess that's their figure it. so ryan earned a whopping 26 million dollars this year, this past year, which is the equivalent of 19 million pounds. And his parents apparently are saying that the majority of the money he makes is being held in a fund towards his university education. Well, I sure hope so. Because you can be opening toys for, for the rest of your life. Let's go to a quick uh, snippet from CNN news covering the story.
0: Who's making the most money off of YouTube? An eight year old. 26 million dollars. Next, I'm gonna test out your soccer ball's bacteria. Whoa, so this is how I do it. (laughs) Ryan Cagey is his name. He is the top earner. He has been making videos since he was five. Um, He started, you might remember, by reviewing toys. Now, he does experiments and educational videos. He has a Nickelodeon show, too. And he has a contract
1: with Hulu. What? Man's got a Nickelodeon deal and a contract with Hulu as well. See, I need to get on to my kids, man. See what your age mates? See, see? Look. Look. Look at your age mates. Hmm. Anyway, let's go for a quick break. What we going to do right here is go back. Way back. Back into time.
0: <laughs> would like to thank you for taking us into your homeless we wish you all a happy
1: holiday so do you remember the cryptocurrency and bitcoin bubble of 2017 the mania was mad everyone was scrambling to get a coinbase account everyone was investing in bitcoin Litecoin, Ethereum, all sorts of cryptocurrencies that they didn't know anything about. And a lot of people got their fingers burnt and lost all their money. So 2018 looked like, you know, crypto was going to the moon. And then we quickly found out that that wasn't the case. And then it dipped horribly. Like, I mean, horribly, the whole market was red. Everyone lost their money apart from you know people that were trading and they, the people that already know their stuff people that were actually trading the dips and the peaks you know as you're supposed to do when it comes to investment but yeah 2019 a lot of people thought that crypto would come back a lot of people thought that bitcoin would have been on the moon by now sorely mistaken it was a bubble right but this is the thing with investment There's so many external factors that affect the price. Politically, you know, on a global scale, like what's going on with, um, you know, relationships between different countries, regulation, all of that stuff. Been doing a bit of digging and some research, and it's come to light that the trade war between the US and China has had something to do with the decline in price. And also the fact that India has put a complete stop, a complete ban to uh, cryptocurrency as well so that's not looking good so until these things are resolved which they will be eventually because there's no way that they're gonna stop blockchain technology blockchain technology is the future it's one of the biggest innovations of the last hundred years it's just that we don't know it yet it's not mainstream but it would be a very good idea to keep your eye on it to learn more about it learn as much as you can and look at it not only as an investment opportunity but as also, um, I see it as a very, um, I see it as a gateway drug into investment, and it's really important that we understand that we're living in a time where technology allows democracy, especially when it comes to finance. Like we've got so much access now to information, we've got more access to products that will actually help us, like make returns on our money. And it's really important to know what's out there. So definitely keep an eye on what's going on with the cryptocurrency scene. If you don't have a Coinbase account, make sure you register for a Coinbase account at the very least. Hopefully I'll be doing a episode on cryptocurrency in the new year, like getting started, how to navigate, you know, buying, selling, transferring your money, storing your crypto securely, all of that stuff. Hopefully try and get someone who's kind of like an expert on there to explain everything. And yeah, definitely look into that. And there's also some investment products on the market, different investment apps. One is called Robinhood. Another one is called Free Trade. And the great thing about crypto is that you can actually buy a share of a cryptocurrency if it's too expensive. So, for example, a lot of people looked at Bitcoin and thought they missed the boat because obviously it was like 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. Obviously, you're not going to be able to acquire one whole Bitcoin. The majority of people can't anyway. But the great thing about it is what people don't know, you could buy a fraction of a bitcoin, you can buy as little as you want. So you could buy half a bitcoin, a quarter of a bitcoin, or you could buy a few satoshis. If you don't know what a satoshi is, a satoshi is a fraction of a bitcoin. So we're talking about one millionth of a bitcoin. That is what's known as a satoshi. So you could you know make these, these divisible. You could spend £1.50 and own £1.50 worth of Bitcoin, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin and then you can still take advantage of those price movements when they go up. And you can you know, take advantage when when the price goes down, you can jump in and then hold it until it goes up. If you're interested in trading, that's a different story. But yeah, as I was saying before, using it as a gateway into investment. So I mentioned a product called Free Trade. It's an app that allows you to invest in different stocks. Usually with stocks, you have to buy the whole stock But in the new year, they have announced that they're going to be allowing you to buy fractions of stocks, which is going to be a game changer. So keep your eyes peeled and uh, keep listening to the podcast for more information as it unfolds. Hmm. Did you know the most expensive number ever sold? I'm talking about phone number, yeah? The most expensive telephone number ever sold was the number 666 6666 which was put up on auction and sold for 2.7 million dollars now who would want a phone number like that Hmm. Hmm. so what's under the christmas tree this year for you what are you looking for would you believe it even at the time of this recording i still haven't done my christmas shopping i don't know how i'm gonna cope but god bless amazon and i'm taking a huge risk but hey uh we'll let you know in the next episode if they arrived on time um and the thing is i got i've got order from some other places apart from amazon so i'm hoping i'm hoping everything comes on time but i'm just thinking what do i actually want for christmas the kind of things that i want for christmas i don't think i don't expect anyone to buy this for me you know like i'm spoiled Like, what do you get a man that has everything? I'm not bragging, but I'm just saying, like, over the years, I have accumulated a lot of the stuff that I want. I don't even want much, but the stuff that I want, I've accumulated a great deal of it. So what do you get a guy that's got everything? Well, you could give him 500 racks in cash, like Cardi B, but not everyone has got Cardi B money. But I tell you what I do want for Christmas. Write this down, and if there's some rich listener out there that wants to send it to me, I will accept it you know I, I really will So I want a Submariner If you don't know what a Submariner is You can't afford one um, I would also like an Omega Seamaster The black and yellow one And also This one's more affordable I want a Black Magic 6k pocket cinema camera Yeah I actually want that one the most Because next year And the year after I actually want to start doing some proper documentaries um, And probably and, and get into filmmaking Like properly so the Blackmagic Pocket Cinema 6K camera is two thousand one hundred and fifty, and that's what and that's without the lenses. Uh, don't worry about the lenses. I'm sure I can get hold of them myself. I'll get the lenses myself if you're if you're feeling generous. I don't mind. You can get me a lens as well. Now this camera is a beast. Super thirty five image sensor, dual native ISO. 13 stops of dynamic range dual native ISO up to 256,000 the only thing is it's not Netflix compliant but if you want a Netflix compliant camera then you're looking at like tens of thousands of pounds ain't nobody got time for that but yeah shout out to all my rich listeners Merry Christmas um, but yeah let me know what you're hoping for from Santa use the hashtag redesignpod on Twitter Let's go for another break.
0: Dixon's unbeatable Christmas deals. Price breakthrough on this Seisho personal hi-fi, under £10. Nine months interest-free credit on this Sony Autofocus 8mm camcorder outfit. This Panasonic HQ video with infrared remote control, under £400. Save £30 on this superb new 20-inch Logic Color TV, under £200. And deals we guarantee you can't buy better
1: <laughs> so Instagram are launching a new tool which is probably going to change the game for influencer marketing influencer marketing has been very very disruptive in terms of the advertising and media space traditional advertising has taken a massive dip and brands are now going directly to influencers online to you know do product placement Advert, sponsored stuff, all of that stuff, sponsored content, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And recently, Instagram have decided to remove the likes counter, so you can't see from the outside how many likes a particular creator has. You can see how many followers they have, but you can't see uh, how many likes they have. And there's a bit of outrage from, you know, from influencers saying that how they, the only way they're going to be able to share those metrics is by screenshotting them. And this kind of solves the problem. So with this tool, brands are going to be able to find uh, potential influencers to work with and they're going to be able to see from the back end their analytics, their engagement, all of that stuff. But the thing is, it's it's probably going to establish Instagram or Facebook. Let's just call them Facebook because Facebook right now, they're letting everyone know. Even when you open up WhatsApp or Instagram, they're telling you it's owned by Facebook. So really it's Facebook. Facebook want to be pioneers in influencer marketing they want to be that agency they want to be the go-to place to source influencers and connect with them i think it's a good idea definitely going to be a game changer so it's going to be a comprehensive creator marketplace tool it's an extension of the brand collabs manager for facebook because facebook has all sorts of other products like facebook watch and they're trying to get into the music space music videos etc etc but yeah obviously they own instagram so it's A very smart decision, very smart business move to um, capitalise on that. So in the near term, it's going to be only for a select group of Instagram creators. So uh, as I mentioned before, they'll be able to share their insights and engagement with brands and find partners. So it's going to be two ways. So influencers can find brands, brands can find influencers. They're also going to be uh, closely monitoring branded content that promotes alcohol or diet supplements. So all those people selling the skinny tea or the, the it works wraps, I'm going to have to talk about that in the, in the, <laughs> in the next episode, because we're going to be talking about the decade or the whole, what's been happening. Uh, network marketing. No one really cares about that anymore. You remember when people, enough people were peddling network marketing. We'll be talking about that next week as well. Um, but yeah, if you're selling shakes, dietary supplements, mm-mm, mm-mm they're not gonna like it um so nothing promoting vaping smoking products or weapons or drugs or uh, dietary supplements you gotta be very careful with the content otherwise you are not going to be getting your coin so yeah influencer marketing is going to be on the rise in the new decade according to social media today they're saying that there are already plenty of influencer discovery tools out there already, but Facebook will be able to offer more data, more insight, both in regards to individual creator performance and broader platform trends, making the uh, brand collabs manager our listings more reliable and potentially more indicative of likely reach and engagement. Yeah, because that's a, a thing. Some people have f- hundreds of thousands of followers, but the engagement is trash. Something I mean, just doesn't add up. But with this, people are going to be able to get their money's worth and the creators that actually do have the engagement, the ones that have worked hard to build relationships with the audiences. And sometimes these these don't even have to be huge audiences. They just have to be engaged audiences. Those people will be able to get access to brand deals a lot easier. 2019 is coming to an end. I hope you have got all your plans, all your goals mapped out. I hope you know what you're doing because we're entering a new decade, a new era. Now, before we do that, let's reflect on what's gone on in 2019. You're
0: saying everything they said in that documentary about you is not true.
1: They are lying on me.
0: Why would these women say the same thing about you, that you are controlling, that you are abusive, that you tell women when to eat, when to go to the bathroom, when they can sleep, where they can dress? Why would all these women tell these different stories about you if they were not true? And they don't know each other. That defies logic to me.
1: Right, right, until you hear the explanation. You can start a rumor on a guy like me or a celebrity just like that. All you have to do is push a button on your phone and say, so-and-so did this to me. R. Kelly did this to me. And if you get any traction from that, if, you, if you're able to write a book from that, if you're able to get a, a, a reality show, then any girl that I had a relationship in the past that I, it just didn't work out, she can come and say the same exact thing. Are you blaming this on social media? I'm talking about the power of social media. R. Kelly was officially canceled this year as he was put on trial for numerous offences relating to him exploiting underage girls. And we had the um, documentary Surviving R. Kelly. The first episode aired on the 3rd of January. So this was right at the top of the year. Um, The documentary series reveals young women's accounts emerging from the shadows. And and since R. Kelly's career has been plagued with rumours of abuse, paedophilia, and predatory behavior towards women. The survivors have kind of like stepped forward to detail new allegations about what he's been up to in the shadows. Yeah, it was very, very difficult to watch, but that definitely confirmed for me personally um, that R. Kelly is definitely cancelled in these streets. So, yeah, this year is the year that R. Kelly was officially cancelled.
0: Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this I gave y'all 30 years of my career. Robert. 30 years of my career. Y'all trying to kill me. You killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I
1: can't do it. I just don't want to believe the truth, you don't want to believe it! We,
0: we, we
1: this year we also said goodbye to Theresa May.
0: I will shortly leave the job that it has been the honour of my life to hold. The second female Prime Minister, but certainly not the last. I do so with no ill will, but with enormous and enduring gratitude to have had the opportunity to serve the country I love.
1: Brexit was not delivered. She wasn't strong or stable enough. And this year we really, we really have had enough of Brexit. I think everyone's tired of hearing about it. The key word for this year, 2019 was Brexit. That was the biggest buzzword of the year, Brexit. So sick and tired of that word. But yeah, this year, Theresa May, had to do the b because obviously she couldn't deliver no one was interested in her plans or her deal and it all became too much you know the uk is in in chaos politically we don't know whether we're coming or going and then we had boris
0: i have just been to see her majesty the queen who has invited me to form a government and i have accepted i pay tribute to the fortitude and patience of my predecessor and her deep sense of public service
1: a few years back it was absolute banter that can you imagine having boris johnson as the british prime minister and donald trump as the american president at the same time can you imagine that's absolute madness isn't it and it's actually happened it's actually happened so this year has just shown you that anything is possible and that we're just going down i don't know what's happening to humanity we've lost all sense. We have lost all sense. Like, it's crazy out here. I could go on and on, but let's talk less about politics and let's talk more about popular culture. Also we had another episode of Love Island. Record viewership. Uh, a record amount of people tweeting. It literally took over the timeline in summer. Like literally. I just couldn't wait for it to be over. Me personally, I don't like those kind of things. I did watch it for, I did watch a few episodes and that just to see what the the, the big deal was, but You know, I'm not really into them kind of things. But yeah, Love Island took a lot of attention on uh, on social media. So if we talk about Apple, Apple released a slew of products this year. You have um, Apple Arcade, Apple News and Apple TV Plus. So this year, Apple didn't come to play. Apart from, I don't know what's going on with Apple Podcasts, but I think they're literally, I think they're quietly lining that up for next year, you know. I've heard a few rumours about Apple Podcasts in 2020. So watch this space. They have been quietly lining things up. But for this year, Apple unveiled the iPhone 11 and the 11 Pro. And the mad thing is they're already talking about the iPhone 12. Already talking about iPhone 12. Uh, So phones got more expensive this year. It's a magazine. I'm definitely not upgrading. I'm not upgrading for the foreseeable future. But yeah, speaking of Apple, I mentioned Apple TV, which leads me to streaming wars. We've got Disney Plus this year. Well, we didn't. Uh, The US did and the Netherlands did as well. But Apple and Disney are literally coming for Netflix. So that has intensified the streaming wars. The competition is on. That shows us that we're definitely moving away from traditional TV to streaming video content. And yeah our habits have really changed since the start of the decade in terms of how we watch tv and what we consume it's really changed oh yeah speaking of podcasts i'm all over the place today Podcasts, spotify spotify invested in podcasts heavily this year they want to be the number one platform for audio not just music but audio in general so when we're talking about audio that includes podcasts that includes audio books maybe audio documentaries And um, there's been um, some statistics to suggest that the uh, number of people listening to audio content other than music has shifted even more this year, so it's been very, very drastic.
0: One in three in the US now tuning into podcasts every month, say researchers. Perhaps that's why the industry is getting pumped with cash. Spotify leading the way, up to $500 million just spent on leading podcast producers. This streaming music company now looking beyond the music. Listener figures expected to grow dramatically over the coming years, up from $287 million in 2016 to 1.85 billion in 2023
1: so there was an article in rolling stone uh last week and it says our podcast threatening the growth of the music industry they mentioned some stats they said that in 2014 80 percent of the u.s population's listening hours were directed towards music with 20 percent dedicated to spoken word now in contrast to that in 2019 With the mainstream presence of podcasts erupting all around, not least on Spotify, these stats have changed. Music's share is down to 76%, says the research, with spoken word growing to 24%. This represents a 5% market share decrease for music from the 2014 stat and a 20% gain for spoken word. See, that is peak. We're only going to listen to more podcasts in the next decade. Audio and podcast specifically is going to grow massively. Especially with things like smart speakers, things like Amazon Echo, Google Home and and those kind of things. So yeah, this was the year that podcasts really started to become mainstream. Like all the major publishers are mentioning podcasts. Record labels are getting into it as well. And also yeah no, no, bless no, no, no. got a shout out oh, yeah, to good, yeah. free shots of tequila as well and the yeah, receipts probably. podcast. both of those podcasts in the u k were granted exclusive Spotify publishing deals. I'm not sure if they're called publishing deals, but um the podcasts are only available on Spotify, which kind of like disrupted the market a little bit in terms of like how people in the specific in their specific demographics listen to podcasts. So a lot of people moved over from SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts to Spotify, which I'm sure was the intention of Spotify in the first place. You know, it's definitely going to get more people to install Spotify on their phones if they didn't have the app already and actually um, set up accounts with them. So that was one of the uh, defining moments in uh, 2019, definitely here in the UK for us. Um, in the podcasting scene it's definitely set the tone for how seriously podcasting is being taken um, not just here in the UK but worldwide it is big business Uh, record labels are definitely paying attention and it's definitely a clue as to what to expect in the new media landscape moving forward in the new decade so not sure what's happening with radio but podcasts I'm going to have to look at some statistics To do with what's going on with radio versus podcast I'm trying to get a few people who um, Well, one specific person Who's the director of a radio station That went from pirate to legal um, A few years back But yeah, we'll see, we'll see And that's it, you know I can't really think of any more I'm sure, I mean if I could But we'd be here all day I can't talk about everything that's gone on in tech, new media, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for this year, um, I think it's been a dry year, but it's been a very distracting year. I think the I think there was more politics than technology this year, um, but next year I think it will be different, and we've got a lot to look forward to in the new decade. Let me know if there is any key moments you think I missed out. Um, for this year in terms of tech, new media, entrepreneurship and all of that stuff. Oh, we had a few closures actually this year. There has been a a high street crisis. Business rates, property prices and online shopping has had a major part to play. Uh, So we lost Patisserie Valerie, um, LK Bennett. Well, we didn't lose some of these. They're not all like complete losses, but shop closures. So Patisserie Valerie had 200 cafes and um, they closed 70 stores, losing 900 jobs. Debenhams also went into administration in April. Uh, No stores closed immediately, but the chain is now owned by its lenders. Two would have closed by now. They were supposed to uh, close by Christmas, but another 20 shops in January will close, uh, resulting in a loss of 1,200 jobs. Mothercare announced it's to close all of its 79 UK stores um, after collapsing into administration. Mamas and Papas, as well, and also the camera retailer Jesseps called in administrators just this month, putting 500 jobs at risk. Um, yeah, these days a lot of people buy electronics and cameras and stuff from Amazon. Like it was only a matter of time, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> 2019 was also the year we said goodbye to two things on Instagram. The first being the activity tab and the second being likes. Lots of debate on how it's affecting our mental health and well-being, especially like, um, you know, vulnerable people. And um, it's affecting the self-esteem of a lot of people. Obviously, Instagram is like the highlight reel for a lot of people. And... Um, yeah, there's all sorts of conversations that can be had about that. But yeah. 2019 was also the year where we realised that social media isn't the same animal it was at the beginning of the decade. It has real human consequences that we might not have imagined when we first started using it for fun. So yeah, 2019 is going to go down in the history of one of those defining years. You had the Cambridge Analytica scandal. And there was also a documentary from Netflix called The Great Hack. Who
0: has seen an advertisement
1: that has convinced you that your microphone is listening to your conversations? All of your
0: interactions, your credit card swipes, web searches, locations, likes, they're all collected in real time into a trillion dollar a year industry.
1: The real game changer was Cambridge Analytica. They would worked for the Trump campaign and for the Brexit campaign. They started using information warfare. Cambridge Analytica claimed to have 5,000 data points on every American voter. I started tracking down all these Cambridge Analytica ex-employees. I actually did a podcast on this as well. If you go back to episode 38, um, I talk about the great hack and um, the Cambridge Analytica scandal. If you want to go back and backtrack that, but other than that, I suggest you check out the uh, documentary on Netflix. It's really good. And it does give you an insight into what's been happening with our data. So yeah, Zuckerberg, he wants to change his tune now. He wants to uh, promote privacy.
0: We, we, we designed. We designed. Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg announced a new privacy-focused vision yesterday for the tech giant. In a note posted to Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg said that he believes that a, quote, privacy-focused communications platform will become even more important than today's open platforms. He went on to list six principles, including end-to-end encryption on private messaging, that he says the company will use to reach this goal of this privacy-focused vision.
1: I don't know if the people are going to trust him again, though. I don't know because a lot of people just don't trust Facebook these days. They don't trust it and it's kind of shone a light on how dangerous social media can actually be. Anyway, that is it for this week's episode. Make sure you stay safe, have a lovely Christmas and uh, catch you next Monday. Don't forget, tickets for Cool School are available. Check it out. This is CoolSchool.com, the night school and social club for grown-ups you can get your tickets right now uh, for more info visit coolschool.com or follow on the socials at coolschoolgram that is it for this week take care and bye for now we,
0: we, we, we decide. We decide.